0: Hey, good morning, Rabbi Isai. Not here to say any big chedushim. I want to just go through the very basic halachalamaisa of cleaning and kashering for Pesach. And please feel free to ask questions in the middle. It's not supposed to be just the sheer. Any questions, feel free. If it's a more complicated question, we can leave it for the end. But any questions, please ask in the middle. So, we're coming to clean our homes for Pesach, we're coming to Mekayim and Mitzvah. It's to appreciate that cleaning our homes of Pesach is something, it's not just a task, a chore, it's, it brings Kedusha, it brings Kedusha to Am Yisrael, brings our homes, it's the opportunity to think about our home in general, the Kedusha of our home, and it's uh, tremendous, it brings kapora, brings Kedusha to Hira, it's not just something to try to be avoided, it's a chelik the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu established the at the same time, it's a double pasht that our homes are a lot more complex, a lot larger, much harder to clean than it used to be. And definitely we don't want to go above and overboard to the extent that we wear ourselves out. That because we think it's so hard to clean, we end up being makele to sell areas that really we could have just cleaned and done a proper bedika. So we're going to try to stick to the halacha but with re- remembering that the Rosh says Yisrael Kedosh and any churmas that people have, if you have the minute to personally scrape your light sockets with a toothpick, that's a shrech of a treblach, although you're not mechuyiv. Now, when we come to clean the house of Pesach, so we have three different sibas that we have to clean the house of Pesach. Number one, we have the din deir ba'ira ba'imotza. there's an iser, derayisa, aysa, you have of having chametz in our homes on Pesach. Now, the shir mi is a kezayas. Less than a Kezayis, there's no Issa Some of the Pesach can discuss, why don't we say Khatishir Shir and and maybe Chazut but Kipshutai, if it's less than a Kezayis, and it's not going to end up coming together, we're not, Mideir you're not going to have an Issa by Bayimots if it's less than a kazayas. And, <clears throat> therefore, on a Deir level, really it's pretty simple to clean your house in Pesach, you're looking for pretty large chunks of Chomet, and clean it all out. Now there is one chumra in the derisa level of byro Matzah that's above and beyond that we're going to discuss in a minute. The next two reasons to be the vechametz, which is that the iser chametz vderisa applies to anything that's not nisol meachilas kelim. So that's why we have, you know, you have a really disgusting, dirty old pretzel that no one in their right mind would ever eat. But if it's edible for a dog, it's still considered chametz, and that would be a problem if you have that pretzel stuck behind the washing machine, a big hole, you know, uh big sourdough pretzel. So even though you wouldn't eat it and there's no shashami of that would be an iser by bayi So that's when it comes to the iser de so we're looking for anything that's edible for a dog. Now when it comes to products, which is something I don't want to go into at length today, but there are some products that might be assumed for Dava Pashat that they're not edible for a dog which really are more edible than we think. Just to give one example, rat poison. I don't know if anybody here has rat poison, but rat poison, apparently, it's very often a tachomets type of food, and it's not poisonous for human beings. It's only poisonous, I would give you, wouldn't make you feel very well, but it's not poison. It's only poison for rodents. And there are things like that, in Moshe Feinstein held, there's certain alcohols that are denatured, that you can pretty easily, there's a pretty easy, way of bringing them back to becoming edible apparently there's youtube videos how to do it how to take your uh your uh your uh perfume and other things and make them into drinkable alcohol and pretty easy steps so there are and that's the reason we're machmir with various household products, is because things you'd be surprised at the things which we consider not edible, which really technical are edible for a dog. So number one reason we're being boedik our homes is the iser b'ayro b'aymotza Now really the b'ay iser Bayimotza, b'aymotza we take care of all day doing bit bitul chametz. We do we do beer on the one chametz we know about, but the rest of it we're mevatul our chametz. And from mavatla vatlar the Gemara discusses, so why are we doing bidika? Just say, you know, why should we go through this whole hassle, cleaning the whole home, just make bittel hametz? And the Gemara says, because, it's a big sugya, we're take a whole sugya and narrow it down to one sentence, but the answer is shem yav We're worried that on, over the course of Yantav, you're going to find something edible, you may decide to eat it, and you have two problems. First of all, if you decide you want it, you may be mavat undo the bittel, and you may actually eat it. So Chazal were matzrich that even if someone even someone who's mavatul the chametz still needs to do bedikas chametz. So the chiyav abanan of bedikas chametz is for something where there's a shash of shem You may come to eat it. Now the Gemara is lashing the gluski Yafah, You're gonna find a appealing piece of chametz, a appealing loaf, and you'll decide to eat it. Now. The rabbanim assume, and this seems to be the standard. I've looked in many forum the standard shear is a Cheerio and up. So anything the size of some could see a Cheerio could absentmindedly decide to put it in their mouth, and anything a Cheerio size and up, we have a chiv to be baidik and to remove it today, not to run into this problem of shemi avil Now. The chsash shemiyavil oechlai would only apply, however, to food that's somewhat edible. So, if you find that cheerio is all black and disgusting and it's uh, underneath the washing machine, so that cheerio, even if it's stuck in a corner somewhere, technically there is no chiv to remove that. It's not, there's no chsash <laughs> shemiyavil it's not a gluski yafa, it's definitely not yafa. So, the that we're talking about now is a chsash of something that's semi edible, which means that on the floor, in crevices, you have somewhere stuck in your backyard, or somewhere in, 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 the, in the patio stuck. You have some dirty, you know, in between. Even if you could see it, but if it's dirty and disgusting, and it's less than a kezayis, you would not have this shas Hashem yovel Is on an individual basis, or it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's like uh, If you're not sure, you should get rid of it. But overall, I mean, the idea, no, you know, this in, in, in you know, 2022, and what they, what they. What they I, are I, we're are not, not, we're not day about day it, day It's day mamish day appetizing, on. but if it's really disgusting, by all objective standards, you really don't have a yovel leichle. Right, yeah, because shit Achilas Kelif means it's Chametz, but we're not talking about Chametz Midere Isa has to be Kazais. So we're, it's below a Kazais. There's no Isa Dere Isa by Yeroba The problem is only Shemi Yavil You're not going to eat it if it's disgusting. No. So that's the second reason we're moving Chametz, and that's probably the Iker reason we're cleaning and what we're mainly focusing. And you're not going to find too many pieces that are Kazais or larger. The main focus is the Shemi Yavil Chametz. And then, below that, we have the chashash. Now, that chashash does not include perurum kitan. When Shavur discusses, this, a of being machmer, of getting rid of small crumbs. But technically, small crumbs, if you have in your bedroom, you like to eat cookies in bed at night, and you have in your bedroom, there's a lot of little crumbs along the baseboard. There is no chiv to remove those crumbs. We're not chashish. You're going to get down and start picking them up with your finger and licking them on Pesach. And there's no real problem with having those crumbs. Definitely should vacuum your house, but that's not something you should be stressed about. Where we are concerned about little crumbs, and the third reason to be by the Chametz, and where we're much more machmer, is when we get to areas where we're actually going to be eating on Pesach. The areas we're eating on Pesach, so then we have two tremendous Chumras on Pesach. Chumra number one, and this is really the the, the, the Chumra that makes Pesach cleaning so magnified and makes Everything. The reason we cover everything, and all of that, is because on Pesach we hold that chametz is asa b'mashu. And even though before Pesach, if you're cooking your chicken soup before Pesach and a few crumbs of challah fall in, bottled b'shishim, you're allowed to eat it on Pesach. But once it was not bottled before Pesach, and it gets into your food on Pesach, those same few crumbs, if they fell into your giant vat of chicken soup on Pesach, would asa the whole vat and it's also even a mashu of chametz is also. So once we get to an area where there's, we're going to be eating food and there's potential for somehow one of these crumbs to end up in our food, we have to be extremely, extremely machmer. So we have to be worried about even the slightest crumb. In addition, blis, the absorbed flavor in pots and countertops and sinks. So the rest of the year, we have a big cooler when it comes to kashas, even though we don't use this slachat chila, but eved once it already happened, so, the halacha is that in Eini ben yeyme, if something wasn't used, for example, you have a fleshig a frying pan used to fry steaks every night, and then it hasn't been used in 24 hours, and you make yourself a cheese egg, so, bidi evit, once you already did it, now your pot's going to have to be kashered, but your egg is kosher to eat. On Pesach, we don't say that. We don't use the hetter of any ben for Pesach. So, we have to be very much more about Blias and a Mashua Chamad. So, therefore, when we get to the Food, that means your kitchen, your dining room, areas where you're going to be eating on Pesach, that's where we have to be extremely machmir and make sure that the slightest crumb is removed from any potential of somehow ending up in your food. So let's start first with the living areas of your house, and then we'll move to the kitchen where we have to talk about actually kashring. So the living areas of your house, assuming you're not going to be eating there, your bedrooms, your living room, any room where you're just, you have a study, if you're not eating, anywhere where you're not eating, so, or even if you're going to eat something they're holding in your hand, but you're not going to be putting food down, there's no real shash of that, somehow the crumbs ending up in your food, so in those areas you're really only looking for something the size of a cherry. Now, when it comes to cleaning, and just, and, and when it comes to the bedikah, so me'ikra ad-din, a makamah she'ein does not require cleaning or bedikah. Now, while Hashem, you have little children, there's not really such a thing as a <laughs> makim shame ach'nizim by chametz, except if someone has maybe a crawl space, maybe an attic that you can only access by a pull-down, or anything like that. You have a locked storeroom somewhere where the kids can't get to, and you know you just have boxes there, you do not have to clean it at all, unless, I mean, you should check if you store chametz there, make sure to get rid of the chametz, but there's no chiv to be baidik the room if you know there's no chametz there. However, any other room in your house, if you have little children, we have to assume even the bathrooms, is and we're cleaning it. But the cleaning is quite simple. Come into your room, vacuum the floor. The floor is kosher for Pesach. You don't have to start s- scraping or anything like that. You look in your drawers, quickly move around your clothing, and you see there's no Cheerios there. You're done. Cleaning a bedroom should go pretty quickly. Now, obviously, if you have cosmetics and you have perfume and you have other lotions and things like that, that, that has to be dealt with on its own. But in terms of looking for the chametz, a bedroom should be quite easy to clean. There's no chiv at all to start using fantastic and scrubbing your, your drawers in your bedroom and all the bedrooms in your home. If you like to do that, call a kavod, but there is absolutely no chiv. We don't have any chash There's somehow one little crumb ended up on your the shelf of your closet. It's going to end up being eaten. You're not going to go and eat it. There's no shemi it of It's not according to your food. That's fine packets that may have had chametz. You should check packets that may have had chametz to make sure there's no chametz in them, places where you keep food. But other than that, you don't have to check through your entire wardrobe and shake everything out for tiny little crumbs. It's not really a shash. So cleaning the, you know, and sometimes the ladies get started and they spend weeks doing the upstairs and scrubbing everything and spring cleaning. And then by the time it gets to the kitchen, they're already burnt out of Pesach cleaning. Pesach cleaning the upstairs of home should go quite quickly if you're just cleaning for Pesach. Now, there's nothing wrong. You want to spring clean, that's fine, but cleaning the upstairs or whatever, the living areas of the house should be pretty quick. A good vacuum really takes care of almost all of the Cleaning necessities. Now when you come you to, a, come to a, what? behind maybe, oh. or, 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 or. now behind heavy furniture, so if, if you if there is makam and if it's not gonna be if it's never moved, you have an armoire, you never move, you don't have to move it, especially if there's no real shash that you don't have any reason to know. If you know that chamuts went under there and you're worried there might even be kazayas, you shouldn't move it, but even that there is a svar of of Mapilus. If something's under a pile of rock, something very heavy, you're not to. So definitely, you know, your armoire, your dresser, heavy Pieces of furniture, so there's no special reason to assume it's being moved. Now you can look under them if there's a gap underneath, but there's no, there's no you're not mechuiyah <laughs> than to move them unless you know specifically that there's chametz on there so What about the like washer dryer? Has their food and and that house, if on come, wash the washer and that something never gets moved, so it's really yeah, no trash. So yeah, yeah. Oh, so the fridge will get, to, when we get to the kitchen. We'll let's leave something the kitchen the for now. Something something the the so look underneath. So look underneath. Yes, sir, yeah, take a flashlight. And look if underneath. You don't see anything you're off. Yeah. If, 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 it, if, it, if it, there's a cherry, you'll see it. If there's no, if you don't see it, then you're fine. So cleaning the ups, of the bedrooms goes pretty quickly. Playroom is a little bit more involved. The playroom or a living room. So first of all, couches, obviously, you should check your couch as well, where the crevices, areas we can get your hands to, because if the, you know, there might be a pretzel there, and you reach for it. It might even be a if you have you know, couches; might have a kozayis of A chum, Whole bag of pretzels could end up in there. But even if it's not a kozayis, you might have some very nice edible pretzels. You could stick your hand in there and pesach discover a pretzel. So you should check everywhere where you can get your hands in. Scrubbing it is not really mechuyif. If you want to wipe it down, it's bit, it, it, there's no chiyuv unless it's sticky to scrub it down because you're not licking the couch. And so even if there is some sort of crumb of chametz there, it's not a problem. But you want to make you're looking for big things. You're sticking your hand in. If you can turn over the couch and shake things out, if there's something stuck totally into the mechanism, there's no way of getting to it. You're your yichametz. You're selling yichametz. So you don't have to worry about that. If there's absolutely no way of accessing it, sometimes the mechanism's totally sealed up and things fall in. You can't get to it. You don't have to start unscrewing and cutting open your couch to get to it. That's okay. Now toys in the playroom. So toys. So some people go going to take all the toys and give everything a bath. You're not going to, to wash everything. However, the toys, you have to, you know, you look, you have something like wooden blocks that look dry and clean, so you just look in the bin, therefore there's probably going to be crumbs, and you do want to clean, those crumbs you should clean out on Pesach, because the kids are going to be playing there, and the kids eating areas and playing areas of the kids is not this, you know, hard and fast line, so it is kedai to, to make sure there's no little crumbs, because next thing you know it, they're going to have those little crumbs in their mouth. But, To wash the blocks, they look dry and clean. If they're sticky, it's different. You get to certain toys, a kitchen center. I think most kids like to... Play, act with their f- real food to the kitchen center. I'm sure in everyone else ha- houses that doesn't happen. Definitely in my house that happens. So you know things that are actually sticky, and on Pesach they might do the same. Those should be scrubbed down. Take a soapy cloth and scrub them down so there's no sticky residue. Or if it's too much work, just take that box of toys. It doesn't have to be played with on Pesach and put it away. So you have to you have to you know really use your seichel when it comes to toys. Things that are sticky and kids do put things in their mouth on Pesach, should be wiped down. Things that aren't sticky, board games, you don't have to do that for, but if it's sticky, you should be wiping it down if you want it to be used on Pesach. And even after wiping things down, it's, you should be machmer not to let your kids, and obviously they don't listen to you, but to the best of your ability, toys shouldn't come to the table on Pesach because there's definitely a likelihood that even after your best efforts, there might be little crumbs there and you don't want them coming near your food. So that's as far as your couches, your toys... Now when it comes to swarm shranks and swaram some people are very machmir. some people they cover over the, the they have special Pesach Svarim and they sit in each safer has to be opened and and brushed off. You're not machuriv to do that any safer unless again, we're not war- what are we worried about? A kazayus is not kazayus and you're safer. If you have a kazayas in your are safer, that safer is really, really disgusting. Little crumbs, you're not licking your swarm, you're not gonna decide to eat those tiny crumbs in your safer. So a safer that you're gonna be learning with does not need to be cleaned. You can clean your bookshelves if you see, you know. I mean you don't have to worry there's something unless you have a shash, if you have a shaft as a cheerio, you can move the swarm aside. But in general, we're not really worried about big things. The only thing you do have to be careful with swarm is swarm that will be coming to the table. So that after your you should not be bringing, unless your mammoth could clean out the safer or shouldn't bring swarm to your table. And most people have got kashal Pesach all year-round. If you have a safer you want to bring to the table on Pesach, then you should be careful to clean it and make sure, you know, flip through it, because if there's even a, you know, especially a safer that comes, you have a Sefer Al-Tayr that comes to the table, dining table during the year, and a little Krum ends up there. If you'll bring it to the table on Pesach, and that same Krum can end up in your food, then you can have a serious problem. But if you just don't bring the Svarim, except for you, yeah, I got this to the table on Pesach, then you pretty much don't have to worry about thumbing through your svar. So something that you, and let's say that I didn't clean, let's say, and it comes pace, to I and I want to take it to the table, can I just shake it out then by the svar and and then bring it to the table, or should it not be good? Uh, I guess, I mean, Maybe you know, what are you going to do if you're going to shake out a crumb somewhere? Well, I guess, I mean, I guess so. <laughs> uh, it's probably best to avoid bringing it to the table if it's something that, you know, that you uh, didn't clean out. And, and uh, out again, place. you know, there's certain Sfar, uh, w- what's the chance that in your Shulchan Aruch, Shukhan Aruch that, you have, uh, that you have crumbs, unless you know, like to eat cake while you learn Shulchan Aruch. But if you have a Safer that comes to the table during the year, I would keep that Safer. I personally wouldn't bring such a Safer to the table you know, unless I cleaned it very well before Pesach, because, you know, you flip through it once, there still might be crumbs. So the swarm that come to the Shabbos table very often have a lot of crumbs in them. What? What did you say? No, I mean, just, you know, are you going to do it? Well, I guess technically you could do it on Pesach. Now, so this is in terms of your your bedrooms, your living room, your playroom, and obviously garages has to be checked for, you know, to the extent that people are going there, you'd want to check a garage and make sure that there's no chametz there, but... I think that that, that we cover most of the living areas leaving out the kitchen and dining room. A car. Okay, so we can talk about cars. Now, cars obviously have to be cleaned very well. Now, the things that are so deep in that you can't access it easily do not have to be cleaned. You don't have to start taking the seats out of the car, you know, unless you take them out all the time. But if it's a seat that usually doesn't come out, so you can get all the way into the mechanism underneath and vacuum that, you're not going to have to do that. Even if there, there may be a kazais, it's actually likely that if there's anywhere a kazais is stuck in the mechanism of your car. But, you know, I wonder if you take one of these vans apart, a Jewish van, and like cut it open, you probably get, you know, enough hummus to feed a Ukrainian family. But... Uh, but, that chamez, first of all, you're selling it. It's included in your machira and your mavatalit, and there's no way to get to it. It's enough of my playlist. It's not accessible, and you don't have to worry about the chametz But definitely, the rest of the car has to be cleaned well. The frat, the areas of you're going to be putting down food, you should be careful. Probably, I wouldn't eat food that falls onto the carpet of your car on Pesach because however many times you vacuum you probably didn't get up all the little crumbs. Probably not to die to eat that food on Pesach. Now, <clears throat> so. Let's now move to the areas of your home where you're actually going to be living there on Pesach. Actually, one other thing we'll cover before we get to that is the is garbage. So, in your your garbage cans belong to you. They don't belong to the city. Right? Everyone has to buy the garbage cans. So the garbage cans belong to you, and you and if you have chametz in them, it's a problem. So, you should before Pesach, you know, rinse them off with a hose or something, pour some, you know, get it by some ammonia in the dollar store and pour it in, make whatever is there will be totally not right, Kelev. It's not a big deal to clean them out. Where you have an issue is if this year Pesach is, is the first day of Pesach Shabbos. In, in In Clifton, you have a mile of garbage collection Friday morning. and Passaic it's Thursday morning, right? Yeah. So you have a little bit of a problem. Well, the Chomets? the last day, what? Yeah. They do an extra, okay, so if they do an extra thing, if they do an extra collection, then then that's good, but you should make sure you should not have garbage that's Chomets in your garbage can after the savesman. Beer chametz. So if you have a garbage bag that somehow wasn't collected, and you didn't get to the drop-off point, or whatever it is, you should so, so just put it on the side of the street, not in the garbage can itself. Or will they, uh, yeah, will they get a fine? What? They have, a, they they have burning, burning so you should, burn. if, And if you don't, have, if that's not an option, put it next. Don't put it in your garbage can. Your garbage can belongs to you. You can't have chametz in your garbage can. Befrat. In a garbage bag, there's very often is edible chametz, and you know especially the last the last garbage bags you're getting rid of after you ate your breakfast. On Friday morning, and you have cereal, and who knows what's in there. So you have edible chometz, and, and try to either drop it off by the by the drop off site or at least just put it on the curb. Then it's in city property; it's not your problem, so but it shouldn't should be in your garbage can. Why? Well, so why would you, if it's two feet from your from your property line? Why should I be not, uh, not, not going to be a problem over there? Yeah, oh, shemi so I don't think there's a shemi yovel leichle <laughs> things in a garbage bag. As much as the edible, no one's going to open the garbage bag and <laughs> take it out. Plus, not your home. It's like Garif the guy your next door neighbor also has. No, you that. Right, you have a chiyav right, to right. clean your home with shemi yovel leichle. You don't have a khash right. if there's a neighbor has big you know a tray a big table out with free hefker you know stirs rugelach. It's not your problem. It's not yours. It was originally yours. Like yeah, but over line. here. You're mafker it, then it's not but in your property. So, in can, so, so okay. some discuss the problem is it's your you it's your kli, so it's your kli, your kainet. So, Mafker's so to be mafker something in your kli is not a geshemakei. So, some talk about being in the garbage, the garbage can, can. but you're not really mafker, because I'll yeah, take it because uh, I hear exactly. Let me know. I do some garbage cans stuff, swing by and grab them. So, it's not a geshemakei. So, it's better not to do that. What? You don't keep chametz, but that we still get rid of it. We don't leave on at Ramevato, right? <laughs> and we still don't, we don't leave a kezayis of chametz that's nifsal me'lachilas kelev, me'adam, but that's re'lachilas kelev. You don't have, you know, leaving your house and just rely on the pittal. The Ma'isa still, so we should get rid of it. And befrat, it probably is re'lachilas. You know, say, will you open it up and take it out? The Ma'isa, it, the place can say you shouldn't leave chametz that's that in, in garbage bags full of hummus in your garbage can after the Zaman is. It's like Lakewood, where the cans are owned by the city. Well, so then, then it's more ca- Calataca. So in Lakewood, then the place says, say, or since you move it off street. your property line, and it's on the street, then it's not your problem. It doesn't belong to you. That's taka different. But, but over here, everyone owns their own garbage cans. So we don't have the same What? Property? The who? The one uh, in the front. The, 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 the tree against the... Oh, that. I don't know. Uh, is, it, is it yours? Or is it, please, please, any, please I don't know. Do we have it's responsible for it, but win, right? you, can't, you, can't, you can't use uh, it. You know. I hear it, so you put it... You put it in I hear it. Yeah. You put it in the street. Still still oh. So now, let, let's move on now to the kitchen and start talking about... We gonna run out of time. So i talking about cashing in the kitchen. So, obviously, actually, will start with the dining room chairs, kitchen chairs and table. It has to be cleaned extremely well because this is an area where... There's definitely chametz the whole year, tremendous amounts of chametz all year, and there is, you're going to be eating there during, on Pesach, and people's hands, yadayim askan, because people are touching all over the place. So you really want to clean your table very, very well. Cracks and crevices, you use some sort of uh, cleaner that's, that, that has, you know, ammonia or bleach or something in it to make it inedible. So that way, even if something does come out of a crack and crevice and you don't want to sit there scraping out with whatever tool. So if you make sure that it's inedible, you avoid that problem. But really, tables and chairs have to be cleaned very well. And then the table has to be covered for Pesach because the table has hot food going on it during the year, there's belias of chametz in it, and therefore we have to cover definitely a table must be covered for Pesach for those who had a of doing of, uh, a of doing two covers but zichr you have to have a nice thick covering on your table for the duration of Pesach even though you cleaned it very very well it still needs to be covered <clears throat> and the same is true for a dining room table and dining chairs. Dining room chairs, you know, they're usually they're bigger and there's a lot of area along, you know, you have to be careful. There's the wood and there's, there's very often there's like a, a grooves and things and people touch them as they move their chair and something can come out and come onto your hands and then end up in your food. So you have to clean those well and use some sort of shmata or something if there's an area, there's a groove you can't clean out. Wood now, table. What? Oh, so tablecloths. I think that most of Kaliyot has a meaning to buy. I don't know. I, it's hard to say. You know, Pesach is the yant of, We all do in our own homes. We always make certain assumptions that this is what everyone else does. Then you find out that's not so. Meikir Adin. If it's clean and it was run through the washing machine. You can use tablecloths and dish ta- and, and, and and hand towels that were that were used for chametz. I think a lot of people are marked to have special table Pesach tablecloths. But Adin you could use a tablecloth if it was run, if it was clean. You know, sometimes it's caked on. If it's clean and it was run special through the washing machine before Pesach, Adin you could use it on Pesach. Hot cycle or cold cycle? I assume hot cycle to clean it up for you. Now, when so now let's let's move to actual the the what. So whatever blease is you'll get it out through uh, through the through through the washing machine you're going running through a hot cycle but we assume that you'll get it out and, and the likelihood you probably don't have bleas in the fabric. How are you getting bleas into your fabric? You have a hot towel yeah <laughs> uh, so the price can say that you couldn't makecr didn't run them through the washing machine and that's good enough now the so now let's move to the actual food preparation area of the kitchen so Start with countertops, because last year I got myself in trouble with countertops. <laughs> so if you have an Israeli simple stone countertop, you can definitely cash it. If you have a formica countertop, if you have a quartz, which is ground up, the, I, I found out recently there's more than one type of quartz, but quartz and silestone, there's a whole list of different type of corian, different <laughs> countertop materials, which are composite materials. It's not an actual slab of stone that a college Baruch made. It's something ground up and somehow baked with various plastic polymers to form one solid unit. Those countertops, all the Pesach and I say you cannot kasher them because the material that they're mixed with to bond them together, it's plastic and other things which you do not kasher for Pesach. Just as, an aside before we get this, plastic and other new materials that were not mentioned by Chazal and not even mentioned by the later Ahreinem, we're not 100% sure their status, for the rest of the year, we're makel to kasher them, but for that, worse, it's any ben yamey. on Pesach, or again, Chumret, Chomet, we're very machmer, we don't have the Hete of any ben yamey. we do not kasher plastic for Pesach. Therefore, so, those cantatops, and for Micah cantatops, cannot be kashered. Where you get a shayla, is if you have a slab of some sort of stone, granite, or other stone, where it's actual stone. The halacha is stone, can be kashered for Pesach. What makes things complicated, is that you have, a sealant that goes on them, that sealant may be plastic or some other new material that didn't exist in the days of Chazal, so there are those who say you cannot kasher them because of that, which I said last year, Lema'isa. after last year I got a little bit of pushback from it, I, I looked around, there are those, I think the OU maybe was holds it so so thin that you could kasher it, in addition I spoke to Rabbi Shabbos from Monsi and he told me that that after a few years it wears away and there's nothing left, so therefore, whatever's left is in the grooves. You could casher it, so there are those holes you could casher it, but some hold you can casher it, some hold you can't casher it. If it's a fresh, thick sealant, it's definitely worse. If the sealant is nothing left, you've had the countertops for eight years, and they told you when you installed them that you should reseal it every two three years, probably you have much more to rely on to casher the countertops. Now, when you're going to kasher your countertops. If you're cashing, your countertops, Now So let's first, before I get to cashing them, if you're not cashing them, clean them very well. And even though you're covering them, you still have to clean them well. Clean them very well, not a big deal. They should be relatively smooth. Spray whatever spray you're using to clean. Wipe them and then cover them. When you cover, if you're covering, you should also be covering the backsplash far enough up that if pots are going to touch there, because there is bleach During the year, you have hot pots and you have Belias touching there, you have to make sure that it's not going to hit the backsplash and pull out the hot B'lis, the bleus of Chometz on Pesach, so the covering should go up far enough. I mean, if you know you're not going to use, the pots never go there for whatever the Metzius is, but any area where a hot pot may touch should be covered. That's now, touching, right? what? That would have moved just an inch off, and that's... Yeah, but if it's going to touch, so you have to be concerned about this. It so, especially, the, you know, those different types. If you have a whole backsplash, I don't know, it's a little bit different. You have like those, the old regular for Mikey countertops have, you know, like, like a six inch rim. So, that six inch rim very likely okay, it sticks have, away yeah. from the wall. It's kadai to cover because things definitely touch you. you put a hot, it doesn't have to be dafka pat, you have a pan, of hot kugel that gets put on the counter and it slides to the back of the counter and hits that. So you have heat and you have nagi, and if there's a little bit of liquid, you can pull out some chametzik to so that So that, that's kadai to cover. Now, if you do want to kasher your countertops, and we're going to say for countertops, is also true for sinks, which we'll discuss separately, but there's a specific problem when it comes to kashiring Countertops, so We should say that you should kasher it with iri. And if you're going to kasher it, that's probably how you're going to kasher it with iri. Iri is pouring boiling water onto it. And now, when you're doing iri, you have to be very careful that you're going to this boil. The stream of boiling water has to touch every single area of the count of whatever it is that you're kasher through iri. We only kasher through iri something that only became USA through iri. So countertop, you don't cook on hot things land on it, so we can casher it through iri. So you're going to make sure it's dry, it has to be clean and dry, if it's not fully clean, you can't casher it, if it's not fully dry, and as you pour, you should do it in a pattern, the stream has to hit every spot. Now, as the stream hits the spot, obviously water spreads out, it's not going to be fully dry, but that's still hot water, but once your kettle runs out, and you go on to get the next kettle full of hot water, so then you have to make sure to dry the eerie again because that cold water will cool off the stream and you will not have eerie. So now, that would be how you cash that means you cash it with eerie. However, the Brewer brings down from the Maril that when it comes to the for Pesach, there's a concern that maybe, let's say, to talk about something that would be very gave for us, a hot piece of macaroni lands on your counter. Now, a hot piece of macaroni is a Dover Gush. We know from Hilchashabbos we're familiar with the concept that a thick, solid item retains heat like klirishin. It's not looked at as just a cliche. Even while it's out of the klirishin, it still retains the heat of a klirishin. So if you have this gush sitting on the countertop, the blia that goes into the countertop may be a stronger blia than the blia of iroi. And when it comes to kashering, the biggest side in kashering is kabolei kachpeyotah. That means however the flavor got in, that's the way the flavor could come back out. So something that became Nesar with the klirishin ala eish, Needs to be kashered with a clearish and alaish. Something that was be bi'ire, we can kasher bi'ire. So over here, maybe, the Meshavurah brings some naril, that the buliis that went into your counter, you put down a hot slice of pizza on the counter, the bliest that went in, went with a dover gush, which is stronger than just irri, and therefore, kashering it through irri is insufficient. So the maril was Mahmer that you should use dafkin Evan which gets very complicated. Evan you can get they sell a kit in our You have a brick that's so hot that, that you heat up in a little cage over the flame. You don't need the cage; it's just to make it practical until it's red hot. And then when you pour the water, the water sizzles from its contact with the brick, and the water has the milah of being in a klirishin. So Moshavur says you should use an evim when you're cashing areas where hot thick pieces of chametz would end up on Pesach, which means when you're kashering your tap, and the same would be true of the sink, there's room to be machmer. The Shibur says to be machmer to use ev Not everyone's machmer this way. And you know, behind him in Baltimore, and many others do say you can kasher it with plain iray. But this is another cheshmer, so if you have granite taps and you don't want to use an ev there's two svaras, maybe why not nakaday to kasher, but definitely there are those who hope to rely on to kasher it with regular iray. When you're doing iray, so the pat... <clears throat> it should not be a chametz to So you can use either a Pesach kettle, or if you have a chametz kettle that's clean, you know, boil up water and pour it out once, so you kasher it from the last time it was used for chametz, and then then use it to kasher, so that you kasher it. This is a Chomr of the Pesach that we use a kashered pot to kasher with, or if we're using a, ch- a Pesach pot, we kasher the pot afterwards. What? So you have to, oh, when so you're cashing, you have to casher and then you avoid that problem. So before Pesach, any Ben Yemi is not a problem. When you're cashing, everything should be in any Ben Yemi. So you should not use your countertops if you're cashing them for 24 hours before for hot. Well? Not before Pesach. The blue is coming in before Pesach I and mean, we both. Right. Now, if you're covering, you don't have to do this. Uh, personally, I find it easier to cover, but that's, you know, that's a matter of personal preference. Now, Let's move. So that's the countertops. And one other very important thing to be careful with when you're doing the counters is underneath the cabinets, very often, is dirty and sticky. You should clean that area. And, you know, you have to know your kitchen and the way you're going to be cooking. But if there's a shash, the hot pots are going to sit there and steam will go up, you know, after you take a hot pot off the stove and you put it down, especially if you have a granite countertop that you're not covering. So you can put a hot pan there, pot, and there's, it's a tall pot and the steam, you're going up and you can have mamish chametz end stuck there you may want to cover it or at least clean very well the underside of the cabinets you'd be surprised there's a lot of chametz there if the way your kitchen's set up and the height and everything it's clean, you don't have to worry about it but that's something to be, well an to... So if the steam will be able to get up there when it's still Yad Tzilez, that could be an issue, and also steam will loosen things and things will fall down. So it's definitely something to be aware of when you're cleaning, is to look at the underside of your cabinets where it's over an area where you're doing food preparation. The hood also. Well? The hood also, yeah. ah, so the hood, the hood, will get to the time we get to the upper. The hood, once, once you mentioned it already, the hood has a similar problem, but much worse, because I mean, most hoods are pretty dirty from, and, and the steam gets there. Definitely, out. to that is by the hood. You should clean it well, but then you should cover it. The hood really should be covered with, with, with some heavy-duty foil because the hood is full of chametz like a And I mean, if it's very high up, sometimes you know, the, the newer kitchens, the hood is extremely high up. Then you probably wouldn't have this issue. Just, eat, but there still is an exhaust fan, but you can just clean it. But if you have a hood that's lower down. So the steam that gets there, especially if you have a microwave mounted, then it gets, the, the, the distance is really not that high, and you'll have boiling hot zaya, and you can have a, a connection from the zaya, from the pot to there, so definitely you would want to cover that with a piece of foil before Pesach, if you're going to be cooking there. Now, <clears throat> now let's, let's, let's go to the sinks. So we, we clean the count the countertops. Sinks, so first of all, if you have a, and I think there's less and less of them, today almost everyone has stainless steel sinks, but if you have a porcelain sink, you cannot kasher it, you have to use a sink insert. If you have a stainless steel sink, so you have the same, you could, stainless steel definitely could be kashered, you're running into the same issue the Meshavura raises with the maril, with the Dover gush, definitely a sink when you're draining macaroni, you sometimes miss the pop, and you definitely have hot pieces of macaroni landing there, so there is room to be machmer to use an bit that's what the Mishibura says, so because of that, there are many who choose to use an insert because using an Woven is complicated. I know in Lakewood, a lot of people use a method of a, they, they get a, even a gemach for it, there's a flat board that has two immersion burners going down. You put it, you fill up the sink with water, you put it down on top, it boils the water in the sink. And then when the water is boiled, you drop a hot racket and it overfills, and you kasher the sink. is It's a clearish, ish. That's a beautiful method of, of, of kashering. If you're gonna do that, I don't even know if it's available, but you have to be very careful. Don't use that method if you have nothing to do with halacha. If you have granite countertops with an undermount sink, what happens is people do it every year, and the glue loosens, and the sink plots down. And also, don't pull out the drain until the water cools, or you might melt your pipes. And So, definitely not a good idea. So, that's definitely an, a, an option. And when you're cashing, again, everything you're cashing has to be in any So, when you're cashing your sink, make sure you're not using it for 24 hours before for hot water. A simple 8 says, if you turn off the hot water valve on the sink that way you know no one's using it for hot water for 24 hours and just make sure your kids don't put hot pizza in the sink for 24 hours you're fine if you're nervous you could cover the sink but you could definitely use it and or if you're careful you can even leave the hot water on just don't use it for hot water for 24 hours now the strainer at the bottom of the sink is kedai not to use that on pesach some hold you can't kasher it because there's a halacha. there are muscles we don't kasher strainers the holes aren't so small. You could cash it. It's probably better. They're pretty cheap to replace that for Pesach and not use the chumaz that come on. for Pesach, They're very hard to clean. usually have little bits. There are those who say you should try to pour some bleach or something down the drain so that way a drain cleaner, whatever it is, any chumaz be'en which is caught in the trap On Pesach, you have to be worried that maybe if the sink backs up, which always happens, you're going to end up that that will add blee, especially if it's hot water, so it is to pour some sort of caustic material down the drain before Yontav, and that way, before Pesach, and avoid that issue. When you're cashing a sink, obviously it has to be 100% clean, and there's usually there's a ring around right before where the drain is, that area, you have to be very careful to clean that out, there's a crevice there, clean that out well. If you are using an insert, then there still is mukham to casher, but then the cashering is really only Lahumra. Maybe there's a backup, and the backup's probably not going to be out So then you don't have to be quite as strict when you're cashering, but there is a, a room to kasher, at least the bottom of the sink, the bottom part portion of the sink, if you're going to be using an insert. But you don't have to, and definitely if you have a sink, you can't casher. You just use an insert. So definitely a lot of people find that the inserts are just simpler if you can find one that fits your sink because you don't really have to worry too much about the kasher. Now all that's about the body of the sink. Once you get to the faucet of the sink, so now things get a little bit more complex, you definitely have to kasher that even if you're using an insert. So the way to kasher it is to do eerie along the faucet. Some say there's a mile of turning on the hot water while you're doing it so it's hot from the inside and the out. Now you have to do that doesn't hurt. Turn on the hot water to high while you're pouring the water just on the faucet. You should try to splash some water up on the underside of the faucet, and obviously the handles have to be cleaned very well. Now the aerator, where the water comes out of, should be replaced if you could for Pesach. It's a thin strainer. It's hard to clean. If you can, it definitely should be replaced. It's a two-dollar universal aerator. It's two dollars or something at Home Depot. It's a pretty easy thing to replace. If you have a spray head you know, where the sinks were pulls out on the hose, so that already is, you have to clean them very, very well if it's possible to get a replacement for it would be nice. If you can't, I guess, clean it very well and pour boiling water on it. You have to clean them very, very well. Um, so that, I think, takes care of the sinks. Now, the... If you're using the insert on the sink, can you put that in and then do the cashing on the... No, you should cashing before side. you put it, because you don't the want any of the... it has to be cashing beforehand? Yeah, because, because you don't want it to... Just pull out the insert and cash you it. You know what I'm yeah. saying, because... You don't Especially want any of the comments water in the jurat, you don't want that. Even though it's mm-hmm. any Benyeme, so it wouldn't ask the ever, but you definitely should do it before you put the incident. In. Now, when you get to, now, just briefly to mention dishwashers, I've see, I, don't see, I didn't see anybody who holds you can cache a dishwasher for Pesach. In general, cashing dishwashers, even from non-kosher to kosher, is not simple. You have to wait a while, some parts can say a few months, because there's food end trapped and some have enamel walls. Definitely not simple to cashier. Definitely for Pesach, no one says you can kasher. And the same thing for microwaves. Microwaves, and I used to be, I don't remember when I was younger, people had like this thing, you just kasher back and forth, no in inflations. put a cup of boiling water for a minute. But microwaves are very complex to kasher because of the venting system and you have to make sure there's no be'en. So definitely for Pesach, a microwave and a dishwasher should not be kasher. Your refrigerator obviously needs to be cleaned extremely well. It's an area we you have food and things get loose. So definitely has to be cleaned extremely well. And, you know, if you have a goita, it's a great thing, let her clean it first, but then you should clean it afterwards. You can't rely on a goita to do a proper job. I've seen many times a goita can do really well scrubbing, but, you know, you find the crevice full of little crumbs that, you know, that doesn't, in their way of thinking, that's not cool dirty. So definitely you should check it yourself. Don't rely on a goita, and that's really true for anywhere. The goita is good to do the hard physical labor, but you should be checking it over afterwards and cleaning the areas they miss. Covering the refrigerator. I saw Liasha really. says you're not know, to. you just clean it very well with soap and water. Lamaisa and most places say you should. And befrat I think it's an ad din if you do put and some people I sometimes put a hot pot into this you know, soup or something into the fridge. So if it's still Yad which could be the, the the bottom of the pot, if it's you know a thick pot. So definitely then you really need to cover the shelves is mi ad din covering the walls you don't have to cover the walls of the fridge as long as you clean them well with soap and water or whatever. Cleanser. So that's in terms of the fridge and freezer. And now let's talk about the stove and oven. So we'll start with the stove and that, the stovetop, and then we'll talk about the oven afterwards. So the stovetop, so there's different types of stovetops. So if you have an electric stovetop without grates, so where it's just where you put it down on the actual coils, so you let those coils get the red hot, leave it that way for 15 minutes, and it's caution. You have a electric stove top of grates, or you have a gas stove top of grates. So clean the entire surface of the oven. The top of the oven should be cleaned very well and probably covered. You should cover it in case something touches it on Pesach and cover it with some heavy duty foil. And then the actual grates, you can cash in one or two ways. If you're doing, if you have a self-cleaning oven, you could run it through the self clean process together with the rest of the oven. But a word of warning your wife might not be happy. It could cause discoloration. I did it for many years. It wasn't a big deal, but especially if it still looks nice and fresh, you might get yourself in trouble. And a lot of the newer ones, you should be careful, have rubber feet. Like the ones where the grates cover the whole stovetop, they have a rubber feet so they don't scrape. And if you run that through the self-clean oven, you're going to have a very big mess. Don't do that. And some of them, the rubber feet don't come off, so then you're not going to want to cash it that way. The other way of cashing grates is to put a piece of heavy-duty foil or a blech on top of them, and turn it on for 15 minutes. Probably you should not do all four burners at once. You may create a fire hazard. But one at a time or two at a time, turn them on to the highest for 15 minutes with something on top to contain the heat. You don't want to burn your oven top. And that will casher them. It's, Kal, it's enough for the, really, it's a chumrah that we're cashing. It's a chumrah that's brought in Shulchan Aruch, but it's a chumrah cashing the grates because they're constantly exposed to the flame and anything burns off. Now, huh? Yes, definitely. As long as it's clean. Yeah, you could use a like black if it's any b'nyehme, to use for cashing. So, so why it's refer to as Shem the the Because then the heat, the, there's areas where the heat's not going to be concentrated. This way it oh. keeps the heat in. Now, when it comes to, if you have a glass stove top, cooktop, you have an induction cooktop, all these new fancy types of cooktops. So those are much, much more difficult. It's not simple at all. If they could be cashered, how to casher them. of spoke to a friend of mine this morning. He told me that there's a special mat Designed for the stovetop that has a star case certification and that where they recommend. I don't know exactly you can buy it on Amazon that basically it goes down on top, rolls across the whole cooktop, and you put your pots on top of that, and somehow that and that creates a border and you'd be able to just clean it very well and use that for cooking. But definitely if you have one of these new types of flat glass top induction and so on cooktops, it is definitely much more complicated probably should speak to someone or to me in person we will try to figure out which, which style is as many different ones, and that's why I don't want to you know, make a generalization, but definitely those are much more complicated when it comes to Pesach. So that's in terms of the stove top. The back of the oven, if you have a control panel on the back, definitely needs to sorry, it's already 1049s, <laughs> if anybody would like to leave, this is kolakavod, you should leave, I don't want to hold people, uh, it was advertised only for 1045s. It's for me to leave. I try to finish up. So the if you have a sorry, so what, what was that? What? Panel. Oh, the control panel on the back, you should cover that because pots touch it. It's a Matsias and definitely is has blizz oh But at the same time, be very careful. Don't run one piece of foil from there down covering your stove top because you'll make a tremendous problem. Your oven vent has to be free and clear. Leave the oven vent accessible just to the area where the pots will have contact. Usually you don't need much of a thin strip of foil, very often will do it. Cover that, and the rest you just clean with a, clean with, you know, with, with some Windex or whatever it is, and Shemata. It's only the area where the pots will touch, When pots definitely do touch there, that you have to actually cover. And we already mentioned the hood you have to cover. It, it's almost impossible to get a hood clean, and it's full of bleeds, and zay gets there. Unless you have, you know, the, some of the fancier ones have very, very high hoods, maybe it would be different. But in general, the hood should definitely be covered. The inside of the oven. So if you have a self-clean oven, well, the rinse, is that, that level of that so you should cover that. That's good because really it's probably treif anyway, but you should cover it because if something touches there and there's probably chametz police, so we could die to uh, to cover it. Cover it with a piece of foil. And it's, not, it's not a big deal. You can cover that the as well? So I don't think that gets kosher. So I think that's enamel. No, I, I'm pretty sure that's enamel. And uh, what? And stainless, steel. stainless steel. What under the so, I yeah, guess it's stainless steel. What? There's great underneath the stainless steel. Oh, yeah? yeah? So, I guess, I mean, I, that, that that might need Leben Gomer because it gets absorbed street, directly by the ash. The whole flat piece, that's not stainless The burner is stainless steel. Uh, the whole the flat mine, piece is stainless no? steel. Yeah. I don't think, I've never seen so Yeah? Really I don't know, I, I think it's kadai to cover it, uh, you know, how you would cash it, you'd have to, th- because it might be belua ali de it might need liben gomer, it would probably be kadai to cover that with a piece of foil, it's pretty simple and easy to do, and not the biggest deal. Okay, then when you take it off after the if you have a clean stove, so it's kadai. Um <clears throat> When you're, the actual oven, so if you have a self-clean oven, so self, so when we talk about dalachis, we discuss, kabalei kachpelte, the way that belias goes in is the way you take it out. Something that's Nessa be you pull it out with eerie clearition. Something that's Nessa in a clearition a in a hot pot, has to be cached in a pot on the flame. When it's something that was the bleus went in through the direct heat of the flame, you need Liban. There's two types of Liban Liban gummer, which has to get hot somewhere close to 7, 8, 900 degrees, and there's Liban cow, which is closer to 500 degrees. In general, for example, barbecue grill that was used for chametz would need leave-and-gummer. It would have to get hot enough that the metal basically glows red, which is very hard to achieve unless you have a blowtorch or a self-clean oven. self-clean oven, we assume, gets to leave gomer. gummer Therefore, a self-clean oven is great. You don't have to do any cleaning of the inside of the oven run the self-clean, anything that's in the self-clean, we assume is cash or even gummer, everything gets burnt off. If you notice that, there's still food cake done after. It's probably your self-clean is not working properly. But when it's working well, everything turns into ash, everything is burnt off, it's fine. However, the oven door, and you can see it with your, your own eyes, does not get that cleaned, and especially the area beyond the gas, it is out of the heat of the oven, doesn't get cleaned at all, that area should be cleaned well. And if you want to put anything down on it, or even if you're not putting down, there is a mile to cover the oven door. Or at least if you're not covering it, clean it well with some sort of oven cleaner. And don't put food, click, kalem down on top of it on Pesach, because we would assume that it's not getting to the level we gummer Just from the fact that you see it doesn't get properly cleaned means that the heat is not getting to the oven door to the extent it's getting to the rest of the oven. So self-cleaning oven is very easy. So a lot of people say it's kedai to cover it. You just you know the cover the inside of the oven door, then you avoid this problem. If you don't want to cover it, don't put, put pots down or pans down on top of the inside of the oven door on Pesach. But you definitely have to clean it either way because even if you're not even if you're going to cover it, you should clean it because there could be end be- there that doesn't get burnt off. So you should clean that. Now, <clears throat> the if you have do not have a self cleaning oven, so then it's a machleik place A moish find seen held that you cannot kasher. Non self cleaning oven. Others of Aaron, I think of Yak, have also held that you can kosher them with Liban cow, which is getting up to 500 degrees. Now that's only for the actual oven. The racks themselves, where food could touch, should probably either be if you only do it, if you either if you can get someone who has a self cleaning oven to have them in their oven to kosher them, or at least to cover them after you ran the Liban cow method of koshering them. You have you should cover the actual racks because those there's direct bleus of the aldeish and probably you need leaven for the rest of the oven. So <clears throat> if Aaron held you could be make with leaven cow, leave and cow. However, you need to clean the oven first. Now it doesn't have, you have to clean it, which gets very you can clean it really well and thoroughly an entire oven with Easy Off whatever it is. And usually there's going to be still stuck on stuff. I still place it once you do twice with Easy Off whatever's left is not the end and you don't have to worry if there's still some stuff you still can't get off but it's definitely difficult and there are places in the hold you can't cash them at all there are those hold you could cash it but you have to do it twice with easy off or if you get it clean in one time <clears throat> and then you run it on the highest temperature for uh, you have to make sure it's at least 500 degrees you put it on broil for 45 minutes so that it gets really hot and that's gets you cal. and again that probably wouldn't work for the oven grates the oven grates either should be covered, which is difficult, and yet will shock the airflow, or try to get them cashed in someone else's oven that has a that, <clears throat> that has self clean. Now a few other things just to finish off with uh, do we leave out anything in the kitchen? What? Sure urns. so urn should not be you should have a Pesach thick like urn because in general an instant hot to say instant hot you could probably kasher by pouring boiling o- water over it but the but the urn you use it for chametz all the time and as chametz hits it then it's going to be hard to kasher so you probably should not you should not use your urn You should have a separate urn for Pesach now the if you have <clears throat> just something with ka- if you have any permanent dental work which mo- most of us by this age probably have fillings. Any other permanent dental work, so there's definitely room you should be not to eat hot chametz for 24 hours before Pesach because so at least whatever is absorbed in there should be any yaymei. What? This is before the saves man, it's probably only before the saves man uh, of, of, of before Pesach, but uh, that's what I think, I'm not 100% sure. Now, <clears throat> brooms and mops, a broom is usually going to be. <laughs> I think there are some I wouldn't recommend to try put as hot as possible water in their mouth whatever they would drink so that's well I don't advise that definitely not not, not taking any if someone wants to try that <clears throat> brooms will definitely are full of chomstic crumbs you should have a separate pesachic broom you can sell your stick broom with your chomst or you can just buy a new broom once a year not such a bad idea anyways maps is the same thing you're going to be full of chomstic crumbs and you're going to be putting it all over your floor and therefore should not be used. The floor of the kitchen actually is the place we have the least concern because you don't usually eat off the floor. Food that falls on the floor in Pesach, you want to be careful and decide whether how clean your floor is if you want to use it. Especially if people walk from outside; there could be crumbs there. Some people have a humor that any spoon or knife or anything falls on the floor not to use as a Pesach. That's. A chum yaseira that's, you know, if someone has the minig, they have the minig. There's literally no makar and halacha for that. You can just wash it off. There's no whatever, even if there is some chamos crumbs, cold water will get rid of it. If someone has a baby that's going to be using <coughs> kidneyous formula, you're allowed to use kidneyous formula for a baby. Most of the form, baby formula is kidneyous. You should not wash it in your sinks. Make sure to wash it in your bathroom sink or somewhere so it doesn't get into your pesach the like food. And, uh,. I think that, oh, if you're going to be cashering, so I assume, you know, Baruch Hashem, today, we're, you know, we're a wealthy society, not many people cashering pots, pans, or utensils for Pesach. If you are, you have to make sure we're not going to go through all Hilchas cashering and kalim now. The one thing that many people casher for Pesach is kiddush cups. If you're going to casher the kiddush cup, it's really a chumrah, but the minute you is to casher, since you're using it to say the table and use it and gets to washed together with chametz, kalim, you have to make sure to clean it very, very well before you before you kasher it, if there's some discoloration, the silver that's not called dirt, but anything that can be cleaned off has to be cleaned off before you kasher it. Some people will kasher anything that goes on the table, even a leichter tray. A leichters, they'll kasher if they won't put it on the table, or they'll put some sort of something that's in between, even though it's emes And technically, you could just clean it very well; that would be good enough. I think that any, any anything I did, I left out. Well, that's the thing. Kiddush cups, Kaisis. Kiddush cup, so Midegiv is to kashar them. And you have to make sure they're very clean, and you cash them in a clear vision. If you're going to kasher for Pesach, so either you have to use a chametz to clean that you kasher beforehand, or use a Pesach clean kasher it afterwards. So I personally find, I saw some storm brings down, I heard this from someone else, the easiest way to kasher is you buy a heavy-duty, deep aluminum 9x13 pan, put it right on top of your burners, Cover it with some heavy-duty foil. It boils up very quickly, and then you can cache whatever you need in there. And then when you're done, you don't have to worry about cashing. and not cashing. It was kosher to begin with, and throw it in the garbage. It's just a nice, simple way of cashing. But you could definitely could use a path. Has it been the hot water you have to put in the cold water? What? Well? After you put it in hot water, you have to put it right away? In oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, after you cash something, you should rinse it right away in cold water. It should be in any vinyame when you're cashing. Yeah. So you should use move the refrigerator and stove if it's if it's if unless it's impossible to move. But if you could, that's probably gonna be full of hummets. You should move in the kitchen, you should move the refrigerator and stove and you know just sweep. You don't have to wash it very well because you're not licking, you're not getting there, but you should definitely sweep away any chametz. And usually there is hummets under there. That's usually the mitzius. Okay. Vacuum, bag, vacuum bags you have to get Oh definitely. Vacuum bags you have to make sure to throw out your vacuum bag you after the last. You know, probably the morning of, of beer chametz, get rid of your vacuum bag <clears throat> uh, so then just empty it out and wipe it clean to make sure there's no uh, no chametz, no chametz crumbs left there yeah, if you have a bag with vacuum clean vacuum, we like that. I don't think you have to I mean, that vacuum sucks it all in I don't think you have to worry there's a crumb stuck in yeah <laughs> okay okay